So we're holding by Parachav Gimel, Pasuket Gimel, the learning tonight should be Aschosi, Lunish, Masicheskel, Shraga, Ben Avram Yehuda. So we learned previously that David gets confirmation from the Urim Vitomim that Shaul is indeed on his way to trap David, and that the people of Keilah are planning on betraying David and handing him over to Shaul. So Pasuket Gimel, Vayakam David, Vanashav, David and his men get up, Kishesh Meosish, about 600 men, Vayetsu Mikila, and they leave the city of Keilah preemptively before Shaul's able to trap them. Vayitzhalchu Bashayisalach, when they went wherever they could go. So Rashi explains that that means that wherever they could find a safe haven, that's where they went. There was no particular uh, destination. Radak similarly says that, again, they went without a destination. means that whenever it was convenient, that's where they stopped to rest, but again, without a destination, without a purpose. Kliyakar says that David realized the lesson from Keilah. He could no longer put himself in a position or put himself in a location where he could be easily trapped like a walled city like Keilah. And so therefore the Pasuk is telling you that he needed a city that would be flexible in terms of easily, he could easily escape from. So means he went to a location where he could easily, he could easily be on the go, be on the move, if he needed to escape at a moment's notice and not be trapped like he would in a city of Keilah. The Pasuk continues, Shaul was told, David that David escaped from Keilah preemptively. So he stopped advancing. Kliyakar explains that the Pasuk is telling us that Shaul really had intent, possibly, says the Kliyakar, Shaul had intent to uh, uh, take action against the city of Keilah, just like he did against the city of Nov. However, when he was told that the reason that David escaped is that the people of Keilah were planning on betraying him to Shaul, so that showed their loyalty to Shaul, therefore there was no reason to take any action against them, because unlike Nov, they had shown their loyalty to Shaul, and therefore there was no reason to make a lesson out of that. David stays, David dwells in the wilderness, so the Mitsudas explains that the word Mitsudas comes from the word Mitsudas. Mitsudas is like a fortress, so Mitsudas is like a well-fortified position, which the Radak explains was like a high, mountainous, rocky, uh, fortified position. So think of Masada, which is a high, rocky place, and it's a fortress, it's, it's, it's defensible, you can easily have the upper hand against anyone at the bottom, and that was the type of position that David took up. He stayed in the mountains, in the wilderness of Ziv. Shaul always was searching for him all his days. And Hashem never gave David over into Shaul's hands. See, the Barbanel assumes that Shaul's uh, servants used to tip off David anytime Shaul was getting too close. And this way, David was able to stay a step ahead of Shaul. The Dasaifim learns out from the Pasuk that really Shaul's tactics... Um, Bederech HaTeva should have resulted in him capturing David. However, David had protection from Hashem, and that's the only reason that he was able to escape. So, Hashem did not give David over into Shaul's hands, even though Shaul was doing things. That Bederech HaTeva should have caught David, but because he had this protection from Hashem, Hashem did not allow David to ever actually be caught by Shaul. David saw that Shaul was went out to, to, to search for him to take his life, right? To, to kill him. But David David is staying in the wilderness of Ziph, Bacharsha in the forest. So now we come to the final meeting between David and Yohanasan. So Pazik Tazain, Vayakam Yohanasan ben Shaul Vayelach, El David Kharsha. So Yohanasan, the son of Shaul, gets up and he goes to visit David in this forest of Kharsha. 
Oh, well, to clarify, Harsha either means a forest, or according to the Radak, Harsha was the name of the place. But he goes to visit David in this place, in this forest. And the Mayan lawyer says that we see that Yonah's son puts his life in danger in order just to give David some words of chizuk, just to encourage David to continue uh, continue escaping, continue living to fight another day, even though his own father was trying to kill David and Yonah's son put his life in danger by going into David's camp and potentially being associated with the rebel, but nevertheless, he felt that that was important. Now, the Dasoifim says an interesting point, that the Pasuk says that Yonason just got up and went to visit David, like he knew exactly where he was, he had no trouble finding him. Clearly, Shaul should have been able to do the same, but again, the Dasoifim says, based on the same way of learning, the previous Pasuk, Hashem did not allow him to do so, but it wasn't like it was such a, such a difficult task to reach David. It was just that Hashem prevented uh, Shaul from doing so. And after Yonason arrives, he encourages David, he strengthens him by the word of Hashem. What does it mean, Kim? So the Radak explains that Yonason explained to David that Hashem had anointed David and picked him and given him assurances that he would be the Melech, and no human being could possibly stop that. And that's what he meant by Kim. You had promises from Hashem, you'll rule, so don't be distraught and don't feel like it's hopeless, but one day you will indeed be the Melech. Rashi learns that Bela Kim means that Yonah's son was reinforcing the bris that he made previously uh, with David and Bela Kim that they sealed this bris uh, with Hashem as their witness. The Dasaifim learns that Yonah's son reassured David by reminding him that all of these Nisyanas that he was going through were brought by Hashem. And just like Hashem brought them, Hashem could easily remove them and one day they would come to an end. And so since Yonah's son was referring to difficulties, he, called, he mentions Bele Kim, which is ref- reference to the Midas Hadin of Hashem, and that these are the Nisyanas are coming from this Midas Hadin. But don't worry, don't lose faith. One day Hashem will remove them and you'll be able to relax. Yonasan continues with words of encouragement. And he said to David, Altira, don't be afraid. The hand of my father Shaul will not find you. And one day you will rule over Klai Yisrael. And I will be your second in command. And even my father Shaul knows this to be true. So the Radak explains that Yonasan here is requesting that David appoint him to be his second in command after David becomes the Melech, which is interesting because previously Yonasan said, back in Perichov, that he hoped not to live to see the day that David would be the Melech. It would be too hard for him to, to live with. But now the Abarbanel says that Yonasan changed his mind. Or another shot is that Yonasan is saying really he preferred not to see it. But if he were to see it, he wished at least that David would appoint it to be second in command. And the Gemara in Bav Mitziah says that Yonasan is one of the most especially uh, uh, humble people in Klai Yisrael because here he relinquishes his rights to the Malchus and agrees to accept a lower position than David because that is the Ratzon Hashem and that is the tremendous Sitkas, the tremendous Anivas of Yonasan from this Pasuk. What did Yonasan mean by even his father Shaul knows this? So the Radak says that even Shaul knew that David would be the Melech because he heard rumors that David had been anointed by Shmuel. Also, when David killed Goliath, Shaul himself said that if this boy was a descendant of Peretz, he had the qualities that assured that one day he would rule. 
Kliyakar says, interestingly, he says, uh, the words, V'gam sholavi yodea Cain follows the fact that Yonasan will be second in command, meaning that Yonasan is saying, not only does my father know you're going to rule, but my father also knows that I'm perfectly happy relinquishing my rights to the throne and serving as your second in command. That also my father knows to be the case.